in today's show, we've got some news about the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. Coco Show is coming to the Mexico Pavilion. Ole! Ole! Art Corner, opening at Disney Springs, trivia, and so much more, all in this episode of the Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Hey, buddy. Hello. For the third time tonight, what'd you do this weekend? <laughs> Gosh, let me uh, let, play back the tape. <laughs> please, tell me about your trip to uh, Nothing on Friday yeah, and Saturday. You're at the Hollywood Studios. Saturday's at the Hollywood Studios. Lots of things going on. Lots of construction. The parking lot's still a mess. My observation is this. Observation. I went to Mama Melrose for dinner. And I just believe everything in that area, the Christmas shop, Mama Melrose, the Muppets, the Muppets tour, it's got to be going to be consumed by Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I, I don't know what they have planned. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I, I just think it has to be... There is a big concrete wall, which I think would be, uh, well, everybody would be like, well, the Star Wars behind that. This is the other side of, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just don't. I think if uh, you're probably not going to be able to see, like, the Muppets Tower from inside Star Wars. I think there's going to be enough things to block its uh, right. uh, view. I, I, But I just don't think it, it fits there anymore. I, I have not seen the map. But I want to know how they're connecting Star Tours with Star that, Wars Land. Yeah. And then right in the middle is the whole Muppet Courtyard thing. Yeah. That's, I want to see that's how that's the happening. Other bugaboo. That's, I want to see how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, but maybe we're just putting off the inevitable. Yeah. I, but it, you would think that they would shut it down. Right. Uh, anywho, uh, Fabrizio. Hey, buddy. Fabrizio was watching. Oh, hey, our buddy is. Fabrizio. Hello. Uh, sorry, that was really, that's not normally on the show. We don't usually do shout outs, but when it's the chef of the Four Seasons, Damn. you say hi. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work out, but we'll we'll see. So you did that on Saturday, and then Sunday, what'd you do? You went to... Uh, I just went to a movie. Went to a movie? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was going to go to uh, Festival of the Farts, Arts, uh, but... Uh, it was raining, and I decided uh, I don't want to walk around on the rain. Understood. Uh, with uh, <coughs> what are we doing? Friday night we went to the Magic Kingdom, Ooh. and we stayed very late. That's uh, good. So this is the first time I've ever seen the Kiss Goodnight in the years that I've been coming there. Hmm. I've never seen the Kiss Goodnight. Uh, I, do I we guess want to tell be- anybody what it's about, or do we want to leave it as a surprise? That we it's it's the way that the park says good night. Mm-hmm. The castle does a little kiss good night, and there's mm-hmm. some music. They play the music a couple times, and then they're just trying to usher people out of the parks. Get out. Uh, in the nicest, kindest way, please leave. <laughs> uh, but we've had uh, we had that on Friday night, and then Saturday. Saturday, we met up with friends, had dinner at the brand-new Margaritaville Resort. Ooh. This is not a non-Disney podcast. This is a Disney podcast. Mm. But, dude, you got to go check that place out. It's amazing. And then cool. Sunday, we didn't do all that much. So it was a good weekend. 
It's a good weekend. Very cool. All right. Can we make the first big announcement? Sure. All right. Here's the first big announcement, guys. We are so honored and glad to be a part of uh, Destinations to Travel. Now, uh, Destinations Travel, D, le- uh, the letter D, the number two, travel.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're planning a family vacation or a, a romantic getaway, a destination wedding, a cruise, a European adventure, or any other type of incredible travel experience, let Destinations to Travel be your guide for your dream vacation. Where do they go? Pretty much the entire world. Everywhere you want to go. Everywhere. It's like Visa, everywhere you want to be. <coughs> uh, beaches, sandals, uh, Aulani, all the different amazing places you can go in the Caribbean and the Bahamas. Did we mention the Disney parks and resorts? Oh, they yeah. go to all of them. Go check them out. We're so proud to be a part of that family. Uh, they are partnering with us. We're partnering with them. This is not like some, anything we've done in the past, really. This right. is this is a true partnership. <laughs> There's going to be some amazing things happening. And uh, we're also joining forces with not only uh, destinations to travel. We're also joining forces with some other <clears throat> Disney, Disney peoples, Disney peoples, which is super exciting for us. Now, I hear you, John. When I'm coming to Disney, I'm going to book my own travel because you know, it's it's cheaper, it's easier. Oh no 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 no! Here's the thing: <coughs> if you book your own travel, which we've all done in the past, and most of the time it works out okay, but. What if that time that you book your vacation, you show up and there's a flight delay and you get to the resort really late and there's a problem with your (laughs) reservation? Instead of you having to deal with that, all you do is make a phone call to your destination to travel travel agent. Mm -hmm. They'll take care of it for you. That's what having a travel agent is for. And I'm pretty sure that it doesn't cost you any extra. I'm fairly confident. I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. But destinations to travel, D. To travel.com. Check them out. We've got a lot of really cool plans coming in the future. Go check those guys out. We are so proud to be part of that family. Fair enough? Sounds excellent. Anything else we can add? I don't think so. All righty then. Then let's get into <gasps> the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Uh, we do have one little piece of sad news to start off with. Yeah. Uh, Ron Miller, Walt Disney's son-in-law and husband of Diane Disney Miller, passed away on the 9th in Napa, California. He was 85. Yeah. Uh, Miller was 21 <coughs> and a member of the USC Trojans football team when he was introduced to a then 20-year-old Diane Disney wow. on a blind date. Who am I meeting? Oh, she's really pretty. What's her name? Diane. Diane Disney. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, they were married in Santa Barbara in May 9th, uh, 1954. Ron served in the Army and played football for the L.A. Rams back when they were the original L.A. Rams before his father-in-law recruited him to work for the Walt Disney Studios in 1957. Miller's first job was serving as a second assistant on Old Yeller. Hmm. <laughs> uh, eventually, work your way up. Yeah, he totally worked his way up. Eventually, as CEO, Miller pushed the company to expand and explore creating Walt Disney Home Video, Touchstone Pictures, and the Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. Yes, Ron Miller is the reason that we all have the Disney Channel. There you go. 
Everyone at the Walt Disney Company is deeply saddened by the passing of Ron Miller, said Bob Iger, chairman and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. His life and legacy are inextricably linked with our company and the Disney family because he was such a vital part of both. As our CEO and Walt's son-in-law, few people had Ron's understanding of our history or a deeper appreciation and respect for our company, and he shared it generously with anyone who wanted to know more. Uh, Bob says, I was fortunate enough to have known him and even luckier to have called him a friend. Uh, my thoughts and prayers with his family. Uh, during Miller's time at Disney, he pushed technological advancement and innovation, innovations, including computer animation, championing such innovative films as Tron. <laughs> Tron. Yeah. Uh, Miller, Diane, and Diane's mother, Lillian, established Silverado Vineyards in 1981. Four years mm -hmm. after they purchased the property, this place near the small town of Yountville, Kentucky. Or Kentucky. <laughs> what? Damn. <laughs> Yountville, it sounds very Kentucky to yeah. me, I'm sorry. Is it Yountville or Yountville, California? Yeah. Became Ron and Diane's permanent resident. He served on the board of directors of the Walt Disney Family Museum since its opening in 2009. He became president in November of 2013. Miller is survived by his children, Christopher Miller, Joanna Miller, Tamara, Diane Miller, Jennifer Goff, Walter Elias, Disney Miller, Ronald Miller, and Patrick Miller. How many kids? Seven. Seven. Grandchildren, Annabelle Ray, Nicholas, Ryan, Danielle, Sam, Lily, Charlotte, Sebastian, Haley, Riley, Madeline, William, and Elias. That's 13. Grandkids. And great-grandkids, Stella, Finley, and Evelyn, and Mason. Wow. Holy cats. Prolific is the word I'm thinking yeah. of. Uh, donations can be made to the Memorial Fund for the Walt Disney Family Museum that they've established in honor of Ron and Diane Disney Miller, who passed away two years ago. Yeah, I think so. Uh, donations will support the museum's ongoing educational efforts. Donations and cards can also be sent to the family through the Walt Disney Family Museum. Attention, Director's Office at 104 Montgomery Street, San Francisco, California, 94129. Uh, services will be private, as with all Miller fun or Disney funerals. And the museum has not yet planned a public uh, uh, commemoration yet. Yeah. So, I was saying, you know, we are losing Disney's, but apparently there's what thirty kids <laughs> in well, the family that have a connection to the. That's Disney's? the thing. I mean, but are they going to be active in the company? I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think Disney is. I no, think, no, we don't need you. Thank I you. I think when Roy left, mm -hmm. Ron was out. Yeah. Roy stepped in yep. and got rid of yeah. uh, Eisner. Yeah. Well, Roy and Ron were the ones that uh, wanted to get the CAPS uh, system going. Right. Uh, computer right. animation program, right. whatever. Um, and I think that's why they were both tossed out. Right. But so... So if if Ron was the actual last Disney mm. as part of the company, yeah. and granted he's a son-in-law, so he's not really a, he is a Disney, but he's not a Disney. Disney via marriage. So now we are literally, yeah. That's the last vestige of Walt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the company now. Yeah. So thanks, Ron. Yeah. Maybe it's a, I, I was very sad to hear that he had passed away. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. But we must go on.
Uh, next up, the dates have been set for the 2019 Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. Yeah, yeah. And the emphasis is on the wine. <laughs> yeah. In this big, sense. Big time. Yeah, because it's hard to find food at this event. <laughs> yes. At least it, it was in the past. I don't know if they've changed it. I Hopefully they've changed it. It was just really inconvenient to get food. Wine was easy to get. Yeah. Or beer. Uh, dates were announced for the 10th annual Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. The popular event will return November 8th and 9th uh, to the causeway between the two hotels. I'm also kind of glad that they only do this for a weekend. And then yeah. it's William Bam. Thank you, man. Bippity boppity, get out. Yeah. You know, it doesn't go on for 90 days like other festivals we know. It's both good and bad yeah. because. If you can't, if, you're, yeah, you're if out. you can't, you miss it. Right. It would be better if they had a few extra days because it always seems like they don't really get up and running until later on the yeah. first night. Right. So really, the first night is kind of a wash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah. Uh, more information about menus are still to come, but tickets are already available for purchase. So if you don't care what you're going to eat or what's going to be there, uh, you can purchase a ticket. Overnight packages are available for booking. If you are going to drink, you should probably get a room. Unlimited access to both Causeway and Beer Garden is only $145. So drink, drink, drink away, my friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several popular beverage seminars are returning as well, including the Base to Bubbles and the Beer Please, plus the new Freedom and Whiskey beverage seminars can only be booked for the mere $55. Mm, That's still pretty cheap. If you compound enough whiskey. I can pound whiskey. <laughs> Look at my last name's Donahue. I'm Irish. <laughs> uh, this year's fruit seminars, including the returning cheese course and pasta making. I've done that. Fruit and beverage seminars are only $85. Only a mere $85, yeah. buddy. What they didn't tell us was where to get these tickets, said tickets. I'd probably go to the Swan and Dolphin page, not the Disney page, but their own .com page. Yeah. It's probably where you'll find more information. All right, I was very shocked, John. Where are you now? Pleasantly shocked. Last week, our trivia question was, when Buzz attends a tea party, he goes by what name? And I was pleasantly surprised at all of the correct emails. Really? That people either were good at Googling or knew this. Okay. One of the two. I'm going to go with the Google. And, and what's the answer? The answer is Mrs. Nesbitt. Now, what's the significance of that? I don't know. I'm going to have to do oh some Oh, my gosh. Now. Really? Seriously? Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to know uh, this stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, killing me. Uh, the winner is uh, Kelly L. And uh, Kelly, as you'd like to say, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. So here is another intriguing Toy Story question for you, John. All right. When Buzz falls out of the window and not pushed by uh, Woody, mm-hmm. falls out of the window. Mm-hmm. Andy's toys tried to save him with what? Uh, a, uh, a bucket. No. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, the correct answer should be sent to Disney Parks Podcast at uh, gmail.com. I would send a bucket. All right. 
Uh, I'm trying to find the answer, and the answers that I'm finding are disturbing, so I'm not going to do that. Hey, uh, we want to let you know, uh, one, if you'd like to support what we do here at the Disney Parks Podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast and sign up for uh, whatever level that you would like to. Uh, Now, currently, if you sign up for uh, $1, you get access to the Facebook page, and you get our thank you. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get access to our Facebook page, plus ad-free shows. Uh, and whatever level you sign up for, you get some killer rewards. Mm-hmm. The second big announcement for tonight oh, yeah. is we're adding Buckle up. a brand new show just for our patrons that you cannot see anywhere except patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. Now, it is true that on occasion, when we don't have an interview, we will take some of the older Patreon shows, do a little editing, refurbishment, shine it up, and we'll use that as an infotainment show. Mm-hmm. These shows that we're doing will not be anywhere except for Patreon.com. Now, they're not going to be news shows. They're not going to be shows you know, talking about rumors and stuff like that. It's literally inviting you into Tony and I hanging out, chatting, Fighting you into our brains. About Disney stuff. <laughs> We're going to do a lot of really cool things for this. We're going to be talking about all aspects of being Controversial Disney Controversial things. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some things, things that we don't agree on, <clears throat> things that we wish were different. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, is once we start to sort out the technology, make sure that everything <clears throat> works, we're going to invite some of you guys in. Oh, yeah. Some of you patrons. Now, if you opt in for the dollar, we appreciate that. Dollar, dollar make a month. We appreciate that, but we have to make this really special. So five dollars, ten, twenty-five, whatever level, starting at five dollars gives you access to this brand new show. We wanted to do something to encourage you to join, but to also encourage you to join and get something really cool out of it. You're not gonna be able to get this anywhere. And we know through the survey that you guys like to hear us kind of rant and rave about different things. So this is your opportunity. To hear that. So it's not going to be something we do every single week because some weeks we have interviews. Mm-hmm. But on the weeks that we don't have interviews, we're going to be putting new content up. Disney Parks Podcast. Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Guess what's coming to the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot? Frozen. Too late. Sorry there. <laughs> Coco. Gee, who didn't see this coming? Walt Disney World has just announced that beginning on March 6th, the tender story of a vibrant music of Disney's Pixar's Coco is coming to the Mexico Pavilion and Walt Disney World Showcase, or World Showcase mm-hmm. at Epcot, courtesy of Mariachi Cobre. Courtesy of Pixar. Bum, 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 bum. The musicians of Mariachi Cobre will be joined by folklorico dancers who together will, and I'm quoting here, tell the tale of Miguel Riviera, his love of music and his journey to find what matters most, his familia. The dancers will perform to music from the popular film while engage, encouraging guests to join in on the celebration. Miguel himself will appear in form of a whimsical handcrafted puppet like you see at uh, the blog site, blog site. Mm-hmm. the new Coco-inspired show will expand Mariachi Cobre's repertoire as they will continue to entertain guests 
with their familiar presences or performances of traditional mariachi music. Uh, the new show is set to begin March 6th during Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. Interesting. So we're not going to get the meet and greet with uh, Miguel. We're going to get a yeah. puppet. Yeah. I think this is going to be phase one. I think the boat ride is going to be flipped to a cocoa-themed Oh, yeah. That'll uh, ruffle attraction. some feathers. Oh, yeah. Literally. No pun intended. Um you know, what I'm hearing is Epcot 2.0, which we'll find out in August when they make the announcement at the expo, uh, is they're going to put some uh, intellectual property in every single world showcase pavilion. Makes sense. There's going to be some kind of Disney or Pixar character or attraction or thing in every building. And that's just going to be the way it is. Right. So we'll see. Hey, Disney announces the Voyager's Lounge is coming to the Riviera Resort. You know I love lounges. And it's a place I can picture myself already having a cocktail. (laughs) I'm envisioning myself there now. (laughs) Yeah. After the night we've had. Right. Uh, Disney Riviera Riviera Resort. Easy for you to say. Will be the 15th Disney Vacation Club Resort. And it's set to open at Walt Disney World uh, this fall. We've already learned a little bit about some of its eateries that are coming to the resort, such as the Topolinos, that is, uh, which will be flavors of the Riviera, the La Petite Cafe, the Primo Prato, and the Bar Riviera. <laughs> Today we've learned another one. The Voyager's Lounge is reported to be an artful gathering place where folks can relax <coughs> and share the details of the day. The new lounge will be located next to La Pizza Cafe and will feature decor that is inspired by a collection of books, uh, book titles that Walt Disney gathered, including Walt's 1935 European Grand Tour. The lounge will showcase some of uh, the unique Disney connections to Europe. So what would you do today? I went to the Magic Kingdom. What would you do today? I went to the Magic Kingdom. What would you do today? I went to the Magic Kingdom. What would you do today? He went to the Magic Kingdom. I hope that they put um, some Disney family pictures of them when they took that trip. That would be so nice. You know, I I hope they put some of that up there. No, that wasn't the trip that he took. He took the trip to South America when they were (coughs) striking, right? So this is Mm. the one that he took before that, right? Yeah. Or after. Yeah, he took a lot of yeah. trips. This would be great. I'm I'm already picturing myself there. Uh, you know me and hanging out in resorts and lounges and. Right. I just hope that there's easy access. Because yeah. <laughs> right now there's not a lot of easy access. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Next up, the Art Corner is mm. now open for a limited time at Disney Springs. This has taken over the place that was formerly known as. Greg McCullough's? Greg McCullough's. I think so. Okay. The Art Corner by Artistic (laughs) Talent Group is now open at Disney Springs in the Marketplace. Mm -hmm. This limited-time pop-up real estate store features a variety of talented artists from the special event visual art industry. Inspired by artistic traditions that have resonated with Disney fans through the decades, the Art Corner by Artistic Talent Group will bring creativity and innovation together to exhibit and offer unique, one-of-a-kind products. Sounds wait until you hear what they do. Art styles 
uh, showcase will include classic watercolor caricatures, digital caricatures, hand-drawn names, and the highly popular artistic <laughs> marbling, which debuted in the 2018 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. I don't understand what's artistic marbling. I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Uh, the hands-on, anybody in the chat room, let me know. Uh, the hands-on artistic <laughs> marbling activity will allow guests to learn the ancient art of Suminigashi. Suminigashi. Working side-by-side with a professional artisan to create custom-made silk. Oh, this is where oh! they put the silk and then that. The, yeah. The, and they run the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had this at the... Festival of the Arts. No, they also had something like this at Food and Wine Festival inside the Festival Showcase. Yeah. Next this to the knives the, display. Yeah, this is in the Odyssey, I think, now. No, that's the... No, that's the shirt. The, the shirt making and books. Over on the left oh, side. Oh, did I miss it? Yeah. Dang. Each piece is personalized and designed. There's a lot going on in that room. Yes. Uh, each piece is designed and personalized with specific colors and patterns selected by participating guests. Additionally, a unique coffee and canvas gallery by Stephen Michael, a local artist from Coconut Creek, Florida, will infuse creativity and add a touch of whimsy to the store. Focused on revealing the overlooked and unnoticed beauty tucked away in our details of the world around us, Michael creates original works of art by painting exclusively with different varieties of coffee, with each painting often requiring between 60 and 150 brewed cups. Dude, that's a lot of coffee. <laughs> I'm highly caffeinated. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just trying to get this, this finished. This pee must be brown. <laughs> A hundred and fifty brewed cups of coffee. He's got to be. <laughs> I mean, he I mean what does he just take brown. the grind and throws the coffee out? He Come just on, eats it. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a lot of coffee. That's a ton of coffee. I don't think he's drinking. I it. mean, I have two cups a day. This dude is doing one hundred and fifty. Two cups, man. I I want to see his coffee maker I drink too. Way more than that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'd like to see what that looks like. You know, I'm sure it's probably different shades of brown. A, I, I, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would think so. Unless he's painting the grinds before he uses them. <laughs> <laughs> too many jokes, and we've got yeah. too many places to be. Yeah, keep going. All right, next up, uh, there's going to be a new, a new. Lion King celebration coming to Pennsylvania. Now, if any of you are old enough to remember when the movie first came out, all the Lion King shows we had all over Disney parks. I was not around for that. I think they're coming back. These are dusting the old things off and just refurbishing them. Probably. Let's, Let's do all this again. Yep. Uh, first up is Disney's California Adventure this summer. In celebration of the upcoming remake of Disney's Lion King, Disney's California Adventure will be hosting a new, colorful, new celebration this summer. The fun event will feature a group of traveling storytellers who will celebrate the film in story, song, and dance. They'll even invite guests to join the fun. Well, thank you. Thank you. But no thank you. Please enjoy yeah. the fun. Yeah. Come. The celebration will also have music, crafts, and more, all honoring 
the film and the spirit of Africa. Wakanda forever! <laughs> Maybe that's who should be doing the show. I'm just saying. Uh, more information will be released as soon as uh, this uh, limited time event comes around. And then the Disney Lion King will be directed by our buddy John Favreau and will be in theaters in July. I'm telling you, Disney's going to own theaters this year. And there's a lot of stuff coming out this With year. With The Lion King and Aladdin. Aladdin. Star Wars at the end of the year. Avenger. You got movie. Avengers. You got um, Captain Toy Story Marvel. 4. Toy Story 4. Yeah. Dude, their Disney's movie division should not be hurting for cash. Unless, of course. They're cranking it, baby. Oh, Dumbo? Isn't Dumbo coming yeah, out, too? Yeah, I think so. Unless that movie crashes. Hey, Carnival. Well, that's why they have all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Carnival returns to Maria Enzo's Restaurante beginning February 22nd. Carnival, the traditional winter festival famous in Venice, Venice, Italy. Isn't it Reno? Or, or not Reno, but uh, Rio? Different Carnival? Yeah. Uh, okay. Carnival, the traditional winter festival famous in Venice <laughs> and known for its Mardi Gras outside of Italy, is returning this year to Maria Enzo's Restaurante. The event promises to be bigger and better than before as well as bringing family dining to a whole new level. Hopefully good. Right. We've been at the bottom level. We've got only one place to go. But only up. one way to go. <laughs> one of these days we're going to That's what we should do during one of the... Uh, I, need, I didn't even mention the name of the show for Patreon. Extra Magic Hour. There you go. I didn't even mention the name. That's what we should do for one of the extra magic hour. We should just talk about mm -hmm. Marie and Enzo's. And we should invite Panda on because mm -hmm. he's got a glowing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the event includes multiple acts of live entertainment uh, with performers in glamorous costumes and mm -hmm. a special menu of Italian classics, who'd have thought, masks, beads, mm -hmm. and more. Right. Guests who visit Marie and Enzo's restaurante at Disney Springs will get a front row seat to nightly live entertainment, including singers, the ever-present stoat walkers, jugglers, mimes, face painters, and folk dancers, which I would call them gypsies, while indulging in the restaurant's signature Italian cuisine. As the Italians say, a carnival, oh, no way. Thank you. The event will take place from February 22nd through March 5th, mm -hmm. and reservations are definitely recommended. Mm -hmm. Visit MariaAndEnzos.com, or you can call 407-560-8466 for reservations and more info. Yep. So I guess full disclosure, we have reservations. We're going to go check this out. We do? Yeah. Where are we going? Uh, I don't know, March, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Give them That's right, I remember them, that. Yeah, give them time to work out the kinks. <laughs> I get this message. and say, hey, you want to go back to Miranza's? It's like, what are you, a glutton for punishment? Third time's a charm? <laughs> Fourth. Fourth time's a Fourth charm? Fourth of May. <laughs> Man, I better be going with some tums is all I got to say. <clears throat> or a gun, I'm just going to put him to rest. <laughs> them or you, one of the two. <clears throat> okay. Uh, very controversial, I think, still. And listen. I love Planet Earth since it's the rock I'm on that's moving me, hurling me through space. I've the only had time. one home, and this is it. Right. Uh, so, please, 
send the hate mail to Lou at WaltDisneyWorldRadio.com. Not to me. All right, here we go. Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts have introduced now their reusable shopping bags. Uh, shopping at the Disneyland or Walt Disney World Resort are now even more environmentally friendly as reusable shopping bags have been introduced <clears throat> all over the parks and resorts. So I can tell you from my experience, you very hard to get a plastic bag now in any store. Yes. The bags are available in three sizes and are being sold to you mm-hmm. for a nominal fee mm-hmm. and are made of 80% recyclable materials. Not even 100%. Mm-mm. 80. 80. Mm-hmm. So they're throwing mm-hmm. 20% out mm-hmm. into the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bags feature Disney character designs along with familiar icons from the Disney theme parks. Guests can find the four different uh, bag designs at Disneyland Resort, one for each Disneyland, Disneyland California, Disneyland uh, Downtown Disney District, and the Resort Hotels, and the World of Disney Bag. Seven bags have been introduced at the Walt Disney World Resort, a bag of each of the four theme parks, four owned operated shops at Disney Springs, a shared World of Disney World uh, Resort-inspired bag for resort hotels, ESPNY World of Sports, and other merchandise locations, and the World of Disney Store. And the water parks. And the water parks. That's what we were told. Yeah. Uh, so here's the problem I have. I go to a store. I'm dropping 100 bucks like I did the other day. And now they say, well... This is not going to fit in that bag. You're going to have to buy the $3 bag. No. I, I don't have to buy the $3 bag. I, Sarah bought a large bag at Magic Kingdom, and it was a buck fifty. Okay. This was at the Disney store. Maybe they got different pricing. Maybe. Now, as I said to the manager. Oh, <laughs> you, you leapfrogged. Yes. I said... When I go to all the other stores in this mall and I spend $100, they put my stuff in a bag. Now, I take said bag home and I recycle it at my local Target or Walmart, whichever one I seem to be going to that week. Right. Why is it that you all, if you're going to make me use a reusable bag, then have it included with my purchases. I shouldn't have to pay you for the said bag that you've gotten rid of. Right? So, for a Saturday night, we were in the studios, and I saw this Pixar ball and this uh, uh, little green alien keychain that lights up. Right. So you got to have them. Got to have it. <clears throat> Go to the counter. Get you. Guy puts the stuff there. And he's just like looking at me. I'm like, what? 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 Hello? He's like, well, which bag do you want? A plastic one to put the stuff in. He said, well, we don't have plastic bags anymore. Okay. Well, how do you want me to carry this around the park? Or how do you want me to carry this around the park that people don't assume I stole it? Right. So he had no answer. So you have to buy the bag. So I just took the stuff and I put it in my pockets. I said, uh, I'm going to need the receipt then. Right. 
because if security stops me on my way out, I would like to have proof of purchase for these goodies. So, hence the new problem. If uh, if I choose not to get a bag in the parks, and when you're on vacation, are you going to carry now the bag to the park every day with the assumption that you might buy something to put in said bag? Right. I mean, all right, a lot of people carry the backpacks, and may, that may be their new bag, you know. Mm-hmm. The other question I have is when they – if I want to do, like, the package pickup, you know, at the front of the park, remember they used to put it in the bag, mm-hmm. staple it all up, put mm-hmm. the dick and all. Mm-hmm. What are they using for that? If they're using a plastic bag, I got a problem. Uh, maybe they're using those bags. I would have a problem if you put – if I spent a buck fifty, And then you staple it all up. And you staple up. it all up, I'd be pissed about yeah. that. Yeah. So. It's a it's a hard problem, and I and and this is this is oh god we're gonna we have got this we're okay for the patreons this is what we're talking about yeah tonight for the extra magic hour so I'm I'm gonna hold my thoughts until later okay here's the thing it's a conundrum it's it's the problem that Disney's having but what they've done is is they they've married their environmentalism mm-hmm. to capitalism. You want a bag? We want you to have a bag. We don't want you to have a plastic bag, but you need a bag. So we're going to make them available, and we're going to make them to you available to you at a nominal cost. And most people that aren't you or me are going to be like a buck fifty to have a really cool Disney bag. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, because I'll take that home. But we live here. Yeah. My problem with reusable bags has nothing to do with the fact that they cost, because they cost at Publix. Right. We buy them at Publix. Yeah. Is the fact that people use these bags over and over and over again and they don't wash them. Mm. And so then the people are getting sick because they're carrying Fruits crap. and vegetables. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it's, and, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about that. So that right there might be incentive for you to, at least for tonight. A little teaser for tonight. Sign yeah. up for the Disney Patreon. Hear, yeah, absolutely. want to hear me go full ballistic Yeah, we will Disney. go nuts. <laughs> we will keep it a family show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be family. All right. Rated G cursing. Other than that, my friends, we want to encourage you to come find us at DisneyParksPodcast.com. Look at our show archives as well as links to all of our amazing friends, uh, sponsors, blog posts. Find us at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Disney Parks Podcast as well as Disney Podcaster on the Twitter. Uh, you can come over to Disney uh, Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can sign up for the live show that we're going to do later on, Extra Magic Hours, not even counting all the amazing, cool perks that you get for being a, a Disney Patreon. And then finally, last and certainly not least, go visit our friends at Destinations to Travel. Uh, D, the letter D, the number two, travel.com. Go check them out for your next Disney vacation. Trust me does not cost you a dime confirmed and uh go check them out let them know that uh that we sent you over there uh even for those people who were like well i don't want to use a travel agent i've already talked about that you should use a travel agent there's no reason not to uh other than that my friends uh we're getting ready to record our second show here mm-hmm. and if you don't see you online we'll see you in the parks <laughs> The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat out of the blue, fate steps in 